Good morning. Uh, my name is Andy Reese. Um, and uh, this class, we keep trying to figure out how to elevator speech the, uh, the purpose of this class. But um, when I was just first a brand new believer, um, someone said this to me, and I re it's really carried with me. They said, the only thing that makes us different from the world is that we have God inside of us. We're not necessarily better. I love the thing this morning, Messiah. You know, so I'm going to use that. Um, but we have, we have God inside of us, really inside of us. And um, this class is designed to help us explore together what, what that means. What does that mean to us? What does that mean Wednesday at 2 o'clock? You know, what, what does that mean when my child just did something and I'm about to, and the voice of my mother and the voice of the Holy Spirit are both in my head, that's not the devil and angel, by the way, are in my head, and I'm thinking, okay, so what, what do I do right now, right in this instant? How, how do I take a, a real God who speaks in real time and, and walk in the Spirit or walk with the Spirit? Scripture says, as many as are being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And so, um, and so sometimes there's language like we did a song or a reading or something today and said, let us, let us hear the voice of angels on the wind. And I'm like, that is really poetic, but is that very helpful? You know, it's like, you know, it, it, it kind of, I don't know. You know, if, and so for me, it's like, that's good, but if it leads me to kind of think nature's, but not actually hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I'm in Detroit uh, last week, and a um, hundred pastors, so I do water engineering stuff. I'm not a pastor guy, as you can probably tell. And, and I do water stuff. And a hundred pastors marched on the water and sewer department on City Hall, African-American pastors, protesting the rates that they were charging for stormwater stuff. 100 pastors. Is, is, if there hadn't been some major crime that morning, that would have been the headlines in the papers. Like, I'm not thankful for crime. But, and, and they said, um, there's this guy who's, who's done a lot of this all over the world. And so he's going to come up and help us. So that would be me. So I'm flying up tomorrow to meet with 100 pastors, or at least 47 of their best friends, to try to sort that out. So I was up last week getting with staff to go, so what's going on? Why, why are these hundred pastors marching on City Hall? And why is the mayor like, okay, I get it. And so I realize that, that I'm, as I'm having a discussion, that somewhere in the back of my head, I'm, I'm hearing, hey, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And it's not, but it's, it's more of a, it's not words, but I'm just, for me, the way I describe it is something has sauce on it. You know, it's like you, uh, you know, whoa, okay, that's got sauce on it. So, so the conversation had sauce on it. And I realized that the, the leader of, the, of whatever this conversation was really at odds with someone who wasn't there but is very powerful. And I'm like, what? You know, you, you just kind of get that, what? You know, what do you want? I mean, we're, we're trying to solve this 100 pastors marching issue, you know, and, and, but that had a lot of sauce on it. And so 
I was with a, and so there's four people in the room, and we're talking, and I'm starting to just kind of get bothered about that. You know, just like, what? What What do you want me to do? And um, the, the, the other woman in the room says, I've got to go down and meet with the other person, who's this very powerful um, African-American woman whose personality is the biggest personality I've ever met in my life. I mean, she is just a force of nature. And she's young, and she's, she's and I, I, real, I had dinner with her in Washington, D.C. months ago, so I know her. And um, so she's going down, and, and, sh and I say to myself, I need to go down with you and say hello to her because I haven't seen her. So she walks out, and as she's walking out, somebody asks me a question. I turn and answer the question. I go, oh, I'll be right back. And I walk out, and she's gone. I don't know what floor she's going to. We're in a skyscraper in Detroit. So now this is, so I get on, I walk in the elevator, and I go, Five. Get out on five. Nothing. Five is a storage floor. <laughs> Man of God. Seven. Get off on seven. Nothing. It's a bunch of secretaries. And I'm like, dang, uh, I'll just go back up to the floor. I go back up to the floor. The door opens, and there she is standing there. And I'm like, I, th I thought you went down. She goes, no, I went to the bathroom first. I'm like, I said, well, get in. And so I'm just like going, yeah, you know, you have such a sense of humor. So, so we go down, we walk in, and we get talking, and, and it's hugs, and, it, you know, and it's and whatever. And, and so I go, hey, you know, we should do lunch. You know, are you guys going to be around for lunch? And yeah, yeah. And so, so okay, I said, okay, well, well, we'll do lunch. So I've got to go upstairs, finish this meeting. So I go up, and there's the other guy. And he says, well, how's Miss P? And I said, no, she's fine. Oh, okay, great. You know, blah, blah. And I said, I think we might be going to lunch. Do you want to go to lunch? He goes, well, if it's okay with her. So I text this other woman. I say, would it be okay if? She goes, yeah. And well, after a while, after like 10 minutes, it's like, yeah, she said that'd be fine. So I'm like, okay, this is shaping up now. This is, you know, this is shaping up. And so um, I said, where should we go? And they, she mentioned some Greek places. I said, okay, what do you guys want? And we'll order it for you. We're going to go early. And, oh, that would be, and it's on us, you know, and blah, blah, blah. So, so they all show up, and it's fairly polite. And so we're sitting there, and I'm going, okay, so you got me into this. Now what? You know, now what? So what, how, how do we make, how do I be a peacemaker, right? And so we start eating, and this this African-American woman turns to me and she says, what's your sign? And I'm like, that had sauce on it. All of a sudden, what's your sign? And I'm like, what? And so it's like you're Mr. Magoo, you know, and you, you, you walk through, but you're going, okay, I'll, I'm, I'm kind of all in, so I'll be a fool. So, so I go, Capricorn and blah, blah, blah. And, and we kind of get talking, and then I say, have you ever heard of, and I don't know why I thought, have you ever heard of the Enneagram to her? And she's like, well, what's that? And I don't know if, if those of you know what it is, but uh, I love the Enneagram. And, I say, and so I begin to explain it to her, and she goes, really? And she pulls out her, tick, tick, tick. oh, you know, tick, tick, tick. and we get going. And so we start talking about types. Well, I know she's an eight. I mean, there's just no question <laughs> And so I say, well, you know, she goes, what, who do you think I am? And so, so we get talking. Well, then the other guy goes, well, who do you think I am? She goes, and they start talking about each other's personalities. And all of a sudden, they start laughing. 
And all of a sudden they start connecting. And all of a sudden he's confessing how unsure he is about what to do in this situation with these pastors. And she goes, well, I know most of them. Have you thought about this? And pretty soon they're talking and then pretty soon they're laughing. And then pretty soon everything's kind of melted away. And then she turns, and I'm going to cry. Then she turns to him and goes, by the way, that email I sent you last week, I am so sorry I did that. When I hit send, I suddenly felt really bad. You didn't deserve that email. And he goes, oh, no, 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 I, I did this. And so all of a sudden, everybody's kumbaya. And the other girl across the table winks at me like that. And I, I, I suspect she's a believer. We haven't had a chance. She just winks at me. And it's like, mission accomplished. So I think the whole purpose for my trip to Detroit last week was to make that connect, was to connect the two of them. And so he's a Jewish guy. And, and so I said, hey, I'm sorry, I hijacked the conversation at lunch. And he says, your level of guilt makes me think you're on your way to becoming a Jew. And I said, no, Catholic. And he says, well, good luck with your brethren in the cloth next week. I'll be praying for you. And I'm like, huh. And so all of this sort of thing happened that you might go, well, it's sort of a coincidence, but sort of not. And, and you go, was that the Holy Spirit? Well, in retrospect, because it had a happy ending, you know, you go, well, yeah, and I'm such a man of God. But honestly, I had kind of no idea what to do except just to walk and try to respond and operate in sort of uncertainty. And yet, um, and so you think, well, certainly they didn't do that in the Bible. This is a big um, intro. Um, Because I want to get right back to that. We've been talking about how do we walk with, in step with, in, by the Holy Spirit? And, and, so I, uh, and we're going to actually do an exercise today, so get nervous. Go ahead and get, get nervous now and then calm down by the time we get there. Um, some of us think that, that kind of walking with God is, is and, and I said last time, so I grew up with a voice in my life that said, no, stupid, not like that. There, I just never quite did stuff right. And I thought that was sort of what God sounded like, right? Because... We don't know who God is as a child, so we kind of project it into the adults in our lives. And so God the Father is kind of like Dad, and Holy Spirit's kind of like Mom, and Jesus is like our siblings or friends, you know. And so we, we kind of, because we kind of don't know, and so when there's God, we kind of pick up on that. But Holy Spirit has just really impressed me that, look, you and I are in this amazing game of hopscotch, and it is going to be fun your whole life. It's going to be like what just happened in Detroit your whole life. It's going to be like an Easter egg hunt. You are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works that he's prepared beforehand that you should walk in. We find those works sometimes by stumbling and sometimes by listening and sometimes by smacking them, (laughs) getting smacked in the face with them. But they're all there and they're prepared for us to find. And at the end of our lives, when we stand before Christ, He's going to say, how many Easter eggs did you find? Did you find? I know you didn't find them all, but how many did you find? Did you enjoy it? Did you experience me? Did you experience the aha moments where you go, God, you're so good? That's, that's what he wants us to experience. So leading up to today, I, I was going to start out with this very learned discourse on the Greek meanings of, and I was in the shower and Holy Spirit, like a, like a 
like a mother who is just crazy about her children said, oh, oh, you got to tell them. And I'm like in the shower, going, oh my gosh, you know, I'm trying to put my hand out and write stuff on a piece of paper and, and oh, tell them, tell them this, tell, tell my inside of them. I, I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm their best friend. I just, I dream about them. I talk, I brag about them. I wish I could give them more me, you know, tell, tell them that, tell them, look, tell them I flow like a river out of them. That's me, that, that flow. They can jump in and play. They can listen. They can drink anytime they want to. Um, you know, Jesus, said, um, come and drink, come and drink, right? I'm gentle, tell them, tell them I'm not like any other voice they've heard, I'm gentle, I'm comforting, I'll never push them around, I'll never force myself on them, I'll never shout at them. It's like, huh, um, I will make truth known to them, I will let them cheat in meetings, I'll show them what's coming, I'll warn them ahead of time, they're going to walk into a meeting and I'll go, hey, pay attention, oh, that one, watch it. I, see, I, I why? Because I love them. If you were a parent and loved your child and you could prepare him for the final exam, wouldn't you do it? I mean, of course you would. If you knew all the questions and it wasn't cheating, you'd give him the questions, right? So um, I'll transform them, I'll change them, and I will gift them. It's, it, it will be Christmas. I will gift them. Um, the second time we talk about what is this thing, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, because it's got a lot of bad press and some good press, and we, we basically said, look, um, because Jesus died on the cross, um, my sins were forgiven. Because Jesus rose again, I have right to a new life. And because Jesus was uh, raised into heaven, the Holy Spirit was poured out for me and for all of us. And so this baptism of the Holy Spirit thing is just the third volume of the set. That's all it is. It's just the third volume of the set. And so I come into new understandings about forgiveness as I walk through my Christian life and I come into new understandings of this new life and I come into new understandings of the Holy Spirit. And one of those understandings is that the Holy Spirit is in us for holiness but on us for power. And so we simply ask. We simply say, just like we say, Jesus, I didn't get that this forgiveness thing means I don't have to feel guilty anymore. I didn't get that for 20 years. Will you show me what that means? We pray. Say, Lord, will you, will you show me? I give you my guilt. Will you help me not to walk in guilt? In the same way, we can say, will you fill me with the Holy Spirit? I mean, if you want to be Pentecostal, just say, will you baptize me in the Holy Spirit? I want more of you. I'll wait as long as it takes. I'll even fast and pray. But I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to walk like that. Right? I mean, if you've got to tarry, you may as well tarry in Jerusalem to be really biblical. You know, but we don't have to because the Holy Spirit's been poured out. And that poured out Holy Spirit is for us to walk in. Um, I talked about four principles about hearing the Holy Spirit. One, God is after intimate relationship with you. He's not human. He knows we are human. And he has a great plan. And you can get the recording, I think, from last time about that. But he has a plan. Okay? And that plan is, is to draw us to be more like him, even while he is using ways and means that we'll understand. Right? Um, and so this was the, the place where we ended up. So when, when I say God told me, or I think God might be saying, which is probably a better way of saying it, or I'm not sure, but I'm going to do this, you know, that's probably the best and highest way of hearing God is, I don't know, but I, I'm going to do this. And so... So it says, as many as are led by the Spirit, and then there's two things. It says, sanctify in the truth. My word is truth. And then it says, let the peace of Christ act as, and the word is umpire or judge. 
ball, strike, good, bad, peaceful, not peaceful. Let that act in your heart. So, so it's kind of like this. There, there's a lot, it took me a really long time to figure out how to make those bounce like that. But anyway, so, so there's all these sorts of things and each of us is unique. And Holy Spirit deals with each child according to their uniqueness. And so some of us see pictures. Some of us just have a hunch. Some of us, a scripture appears to us. Some of us, a friend talks to us, and then we're sitting, and then we go, you know, and then we start thinking about it. And before you know it, you're just having this saucy conversation with, with God. On the inside, some of us, it's, we're slow burners, and, it, and, and the, we're slow burners, and, and, but we're burners. And some of us are just quick draw. Oh, I, whoa, yes, Lord, you know, and, and that. And so we can kind of be jealous of the quick draw people. And honestly, my wife is a slow burner, and she is the most prophetic person in the best sense of the word I know. I mean, she can, she can just point to a situation, tell me what's going on, and she's never not been right which is really maddening when she's talking about me. But anyway, she, she can point to, you know, Andy, you, blah, blah, blah. Um, but at some point, whatever these things are, a sudden feeling, a, a whatever, whatever that is, at some point, we have to make a decision about it. We have to say, this is what I'm going to do about that. And so somewhere before it gets down here into our discerner, and I'll talk about all right in a minute somewhere in here the word and and the peace we have inside sort of acts as the filter that we put stuff through i mean if he says go to a shopping mall and start shooting you go i don't think so i get thee behind me you know i don't think so i don't think so and some things the the whole purpose of it is just to hold it in weight so what does this mean all right revelation interpretation, application, right? We, we, we see, sense, feel, understand something. So that's a revelation. We go, huh. Interpretation is, what does that mean? What? So Holy Spirit, you got my attention. Um, okay, I'll go downstairs in the elevator. I don't know where, what this is going to involve. Um, two very embarrassing wrong floors and then a door opening and me going, very funny. Okay, so, so that's what it involved for me. And I didn't mind it at the end. I was sort of ticked at the two floors thing. But anyway, um, but God offends our mind to reveal our hearts. And that kind of always happens. Um, so then we discern it, we interpret, and then we say, am I supposed to do something about this? Am I supposed to pray? Should I talk to someone? Should I call somebody on the phone? Should I give money to someone? Should you know, last time I talked about uh, seeing a, a woman working at uh, Goodwill. And to the world's eyes, you would walk past her going, that poor thing. But I walked past and it was like, what? You know, and I do what a lot. But it was like, have you noticed her? And, I, I, and she was busy. And so I chatted with her just a little bit. And I, I have to go back. I don't know what I'm going to say. don't know what I'm going to do. I know I'm supposed to go back. Bless you, brother, and budget day today. I'll join you soon. It's purgatory. Um, and, and so, um, so how, does that, how does that feel to you? What stories or questions or thoughts do you have about this? Has something like that occurred to you you want to share?
feel free. This is like, yeah. I hate to speak in front of groups. You should come stand up here then. I, I should. Come on. I do. It's my worst nightmare. <coughs> okay. So I don't like to speak in front of groups. So way to go, me, uh, for being up here. But, um, Tell us your name. My name is Kristen, and I never heard of the sauce on it thing before, but I like okay. that. And so a lot of times things have sauce on it, and I like thinking it's other that way now. But it was a day or two ago that I needed to go to Walmart, I thought, at 7 in the morning, very urgently, to return something, which I later found out did not come from Walmart because I had not looked at receipt carefully. So I go to Walmart at 7 a.m., and it's pretty empty. You just keep talking. Hold oh, that. Hold this? Yeah. Okay. And I'll stand this far. <laughs> um, I didn't anticipate this, and I love it. Okay. So um, I go to Walmart, and I see a lady I always see in my Walmart, um, her name is Dorisa and she's awesome and she always helps me and um, her name tag doesn't face the right way she had it flipped around and it said God is good and I was like I love your name tag today and she was like he is sometimes when I get down I just have to and things happen in Walmart and the customer service you have to look at your tag and remember that he's good and so I said well can I tell you something great that happened to me that God's doing in my life today and it was empty in there so we had time to talk and I told her and this is a side note another cool story my brother's on a heart transplant list and he got a great report that his heart is fine and they don't know what happened and they're like it looks totally normal i mean he's to get on a transplant list it has to be serious and bad obviously so anyways i was telling her that story and she was, looked like she was going to cry and she said my husband has had this terrible report and we went and had all these tests done yesterday and second opinions and all this stuff and she said everything's gone they can't find it he looks totally fine and god's just it's just done they were like he's over with and she said I had been praying to the Lord and telling him you know um, I can't lose another person not now she's like I've just been through too much and I was just begging him and he answered it and I'm just so grateful and she said can I hug you and she came around the counter and we stood there and we hugged and we hugged and we hugged and we hugged so now anyways it was just a cool moment yeah I won't yeah, yeah. Hey, stay right is, there. is that the too long version no 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 see. okay <laughs> okay now guys ready this is what you stay right there this is what I'm I'm not gonna embarrass you they will okay, <laughs> okay this is what I want you to do uh, we're gonna we're gonna do a little exercise right now okay this is how it goes we're gonna ask God has nice things to say to people and he uses other people to say them God has compliments to give to people and he uses other people to give them because sometimes we can't hear them or we need someone else to say something I might have been thinking or we just need to hear encouragement. Okay? So this is what we're going to do. You ready? There are no wrong answers. We're going to look at her for eight seconds, close your eyes and say, Jesus, what nice thing should I say to her? Okay? And the first thing that comes into your mind, don't analyze it, don't assess it, don't go, oh no. Just say, is it helpful? Is it fruitful? Is it uplifting? And then we're just going to popcorn a little bit. And, and you're just going to take 10 seconds to say it, okay? Everybody okay with that? Okay, ready? Okay. Okay, ready, go. Just look at her.
Okay, close your eyes. Eight seconds. Ask Jesus, what nice thing do you have to say to her? Okay. You think too long, then you start talking yourself out of it. Okay, who had just a thought? Just a thought about her. Yes, you did. Yeah. Absolutely did. Yeah, go ahead. Before you even finish talking about it. I know, I saw it. <laughs> Sorry. Bless you for just knowing this girl's name and being present in her life previously before this conversation. Yeah. Good yeah, good job. Mine was more personal. Yeah, go ahead. Yay. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. I was just thinking you have such a beautiful spirit. You can just see it's kind of a glow. Yay. Yeah. I, I also thought other than you saying you weren't comfortable that you seemed very natural. Right. Yeah. Yay. Anybody else? I thought. Yeah. Be thankful that you took the time to listen to the Lord. I mean, the word used to be so, you know, hurt. You know, listen to her story and it was very simple. Yeah, good. I was thinking the Spirit is so delighted to watch you experience this and it's got so much more in store. Yeah. I think mine's more direct. Yeah, go ahead. Good. Anybody else? Okay. How did you feel when people talked to you? What, um, what were you feeling? Um, that I'm going to step out of my comfort zone more often if it means I get to stand up here and people. Um, <laughs> that um, I just feel like it, it feels straight from the Holy Spirit. Like a lot of it, I mean, thinking about not what, doubting what happened to my brother and just a lot of the things, it just, um, it feels great. Yay, yay. And one of the themes was, <clears throat> so when you have a strong gifting, then the things that happen in our lives aren't random. It's not like wheel of misfortune. Oh, Vanna, what do we have for you today? But, but Satan goes after the place of your strongest gifting because, don't make me cry, because um, that's the place that he's most afraid of because that is your part of planet Earth that you're going to take from him, right? And so of all the, the trials and temptations in your life, the ones that are targeted at your gifting, and Ephesians 4 is called your metron, your measure of Christ, that's the one he goes after. And so when you said, oh, I, you know, I don't like staying up here, I'm like, okay, now excuse me, I went H-E double toothpicks, no. <laughs> that is never gonna happen. Um, because you are bold and you are supposed to speak and he's given you a voice. And you love it, don't you? Yeah, I do, I do. <laughs> okay, sit down Thank now. You. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay, no, so what was that? What did we just do? Um, see, now we could give it a woo-woo name and call it New Testament prophecy. Or we could just go, it's just 
hearing God for each other and, and saying what we see, saying what we see, right? So I just went totally off what I was teaching because I did. Um, see, um, in 1 Corinthians, it says, when someone prophesies, they speak to men for edification, consolation, and exhortation. So edification is a word meaning oike domo, oike the family, domo the house, the family house. We speak to build up the family house, the sense of I'm connected to you, you're connected to me, and we're under one roof together. We're in this together, right? So we speak words that do that to each other. Um, and if consolation, um, exhorta- let me do exhortation first. So exhortation is, is para alongside kaleo, to call. The Holy Spirit's called the paraclete, parakaleo, the one who runs alongside and calls encouragement. So the parakaleo in a, in a marathon in old Greek and Roman times, they had their best friend when they were tired at the end of the marathon would jump out of the stands and run with them. Couldn't touch them, couldn't carry them, but could call all sorts of encouragement, the parakaleo. And then consolation is para alongside muthio. Para is, muthio means to whisper sweetly in the ear. It's like spiritual pillow talk in a sense. It's like the sweetest encouragement, intimate encouragement you'll ever hear. And Paul says that's what New Testament prophecy is. It's parakaleo, oikeodomo, paramuthio. It's those three things. It's, it's not woo, it's not scary, it's not whatever. And it says when we speak like that, the receiver, it says don't despise prophetic utterance in Thessalonians. Don't despise prophetic utterance. Hold fast to that which is good. Listen carefully. Hold fast to that which is good doesn't say what to do with the thing. I think you just let it go. And it says, don't quench the Holy Spirit. So what we did right, right here, right now, is we were practicing how we do New Testament prophecy. We listen. We do the best we can to discern. We try to speak faithfully. And we know it's not going to be 100% right. And we know that, and the receiver knows that, and everybody's okay with that. What's wrong is, an, is the attitude I give it with. But if the attitude is love and gentleness and I want your best, then the rest kind of sorts itself out. It just really does. And so, and so you said, it, it felt like the Holy Spirit speaking to me because maybe it was, right? Maybe it was. And we can do that anytime, anywhere, with anybody. And the more that we do that, the more that we listen, we say, Holy Spirit, what do you, the more he begins to share his secrets with us about people. The more that we're willing to encourage, to build up, to, to speak those words, the more Holy Spirit goes, okay, I think I found another one I can trust. Not to say, thus saith the Lord God, thou shalt burn in flames forever. You know, people are already guilty. It's like, I don't know if that's Holy Spirit. It might be some spirit, right? John says, pay attention to spirits, right? Not every spirit is the Holy Spirit. Um, but we'll learn to discern. We'll learn it. In Ephesians 4, it says, speak only that which is good for the moment, for the building up. Don't what? Grieve the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit gives us instruction. So on the sending side, it's don't grieve. And on the receiving side, it's don't quench. But we have a not griever and a not quencher connecting. Then there is a flow of 
and it's not just a flow of information, but there is literally a flow of grace that happens that it might give grace to the hearer. We can dumb that word down and say, oh, it gives me a feel good. No, there is an actual flow of grace one to another, an actual flow of empowering, a flow of, God, you know, I could go on that word for weeks. You know, it's, it's, there's that thing that happens. And when we when we're so smart that we belittle that foolishness and when we say, well, prophecy maybe died, uh, when we do that, Holy Spirit goes, oh, that's like the secret weapon to knit the body of Christ together and to bring unbelievers in. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, if you prophesy and an unbeliever enters, he'll be absolutely convicted. I mean, he'll go, what is going on? I have seen that a number of times. What is going on here? I have prophesied. Okay, maybe we should find another word because that word's like been hijacked by Pentecostals. I don't know. But, but I have spoken to unbelievers and they go, how did you know that? Right? How did you know that? And you go, and I just go, it's written all over you. And they go, yeah. are you like psychic? You know, I mean, it, you go, no, but I do have a friend who is. Um, and so... Um, that's us. That's who we are. And so, oh, that fit right in. Thank you. Um, so there is, yes? Real quick, I just got to say, I mean, I feel like everything you've just been saying is prophetic in some ways to me because I've been, this, this prophecy word has been on my mind a great deal over the last month or two. And I, I remember I was going to ask you today, especially as you were doing that, it was popping in with her, it was popping in my mind because you said about a month ago, we should be prophesying all the time. Yes. And then I think you jumped to some other stuff because other stuff we were talking about. And I wanted to come back to that and ask you, but you just nailed it. And I, you're not the only person I've heard say that in the last month, that we should be prophesying all the time. And it's just been, it's such a uh, misconception to me that, you know, my definition of prophecy my whole life has been, you know, telling the future, right. what's to come, you know, that kind of thing. And that's very different than, the, I guess, the New Testament. Mm-hmm. We're going to dive into that next week and the week after <laughs> as well, that, that, whole, that whole thing. Um, but, but thank you. Anybody else have a thought or comment? Yeah. Um, it's, it's kind of like when you ask if someone had a story, I did. Yeah? Do you want to come up and give it? Well, I don't have to. I can if you need to, but I don't. But it, just the fact that even of saying it's not your turn, of just saying, well, I feel like the Spirit saying it's not my turn because she needed to, uh-huh. to share hers. Okay, but, but keep that story right on the front okay. burner simmering because next week I'm going to ask you if you're okay. here, Okay. You look at me, and I'll go, oh, yeah, okay, okay. Because this is not, this is me sharing my pieces of the puzzle. But I don't have all the puzzle pieces. And each of you has a puzzle piece that I go, oh, man, I was missing that piece of the ground. I mean, oh, that's where the corner of the building is, right? So each of us has puzzle pieces, and I'm just sharing mine, okay? But, because I got the mic, and yeah, Jeannie. I think that slide before was so helpful to me because of, because I'm looking at those words and I'm thinking, yep, no, 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 yep, no, no, no. So it's okay that we're not all using the same um, methodology. Yeah. I don't know what the word is. The same. Um, it, it's it's totally. The manifestation uh, yeah. of how it happens, I guess. Mm-hmm. And that's very encouraging. Because I'll hear what you're saying. I'm thinking, but I have never had that happen, not ever, where I went on an elevator and thought, hmm. Yeah, but I missed it both times. (laughs) It's like, you know, 
I don't ever do dice and predict. You know, I, Holy Spirit doesn't like fortune telling. And he doesn't like us to just come up with a methodology because, because he wants to do it with us. It's about doing it together. It's about surprises and fun and whoa-ness. If we just come up with a method and go off and do the method, what fun is that for God, right? It's like you, you teach your child something that you want to do together and they go off and do it alone. And you're like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't have taught it to him. You know, it's like, cause, because you'll never get beyond the method then. You'll just, you'll just work the method. And I'm not saying the method won't work. I'm just saying, why would you limit yourself to just playing the flute? Um, <clears throat> okay, so <clears throat> as you were listening and hearing, um, on one side, people, people didn't speak because they're going, ah, probably just me. And on the other side, we heard the Holy Spirit said, okay, and so there's this whole continuum and neither one is wrong. And probably if they all spoke, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, they were all the same proportion right. One was just a lot more confident about their rightness or not rightness than the other one. But Holy Spirit isn't a respecter of persons. Well, respecter of all persons. And so there is uncertainty, but not risk when we walk with the Holy Spirit. Uncertainty means I get on the elevator and I don't know what's going to happen. But the elevator's not going to crash. <laughs> okay? it's, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm obeying God and there, you know, even if I die, I'll be in heaven. It's, it's like, it's like, I'm not sure what's going to happen, but that's okay. But the problem with us following God sometimes is that we think it's risky when it's really just uncertain, right? Risky means something bad's going to happen. I'm going to suffer loss. You know, I'm going to get attacked. You know, it's all this stuff. But uncertainty means I'm not sure what will happen, but I'm getting on the boat and sailing to see Caesar. And if the boat shipwrecks, then it's an opportunity to save a whole island. You know, I mean, it's kind of like Paul's like, Look, I had a prophetic word saying I'm going to be bound in chains when I show up in, in Rome. That means I'll be in Caesar's household. Heck yeah. You know, I mean, see, so there was uncertainty, but there wasn't risk. And so this council in Jerusalem we talked about last time where, where Paul and Silas come down, Acts 15 come down. And uh, yeah, I got one minute. This is like the never ending slide. I get stuck in this slide all the time. Um, they come down. Because they're trying to sort out, is it law or grace? Is it law or grace? Is it law or grace? And they do this whole discussion in Acts 15. And then at the end, this is what they write in the letter. This is like Billy Graham. You know, this is the guys. The guys who wrote the New Testament deciding the most important event in all of church history, law or grace. And they write, seems good to the Holy Spirit and us. Right. And they were fine with that. They were good with that. That was fine. Here's an interesting chapter, 1 Corinthians 7. Paul is writing the New Testament. And as he's writing the New Testament, he comments on his level of revelation. And so he says, but to the married eye give instructions, not I, but the Lord. In other words, look, this is a thus saith the Lord. This is written down. This is blah, blah. And a little while later he says, but to the rest, I say, not the Lord. Well, and you go, well, yeah, but it made in the Bible. I mean, what, what's up with that? You know, so God isn't saying it, but it's in Scripture. And so you're going, yeah, because in this vehicle of writing, we get more insight into hearing God and acting 
on what we hear and don't hear. And Paul, look, he says, then he says later, he says, look, um, I have no command of the Lord. I have no thus saith the Lord. But as a person who by the mercy of the Lord is trustworthy, I'm saying this. And so sometimes it's just our maturity and sense of trustworthiness is fine. Holy Spirit says, I'm with you. It's like I had a friend who always said, you know, God, where should I eat lunch today? Where should I eat lunch? And finally, it's like God said, will you stop? A friend doesn't always need their own way. Where do you want to eat? I'll go with you. And it's like, and to him, it like opened up this whole world of, oh, oh, there's lots of room. It's, it's straight and narrow once on the way in, but once you get in, it's really wide. There's really a lot of room to walk with Holy Spirit in this uncertainty. And then he says, at the very end, he says, and some scholars say he's just being snippy to the Corinthians because they think they have the Holy Spirit. But he says, look, um, at the end, he says, I think I have the Spirit on this. In other words, I think I heard God. I think, I think this is what the Holy Spirit's saying. I, he read it back and said, yeah, I think that's the Spirit. But see, all of it, you know, depending on our view of Scripture, all of it made it in. You know, all of it made it in as, as Scripture. Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> well, it was written in ink, and he probably <laughs> didn't want to go back. Um, and so here, here we talk. Uh, oh, wow, this is interesting. So here we are back to our prophetic thing again. Do you see what just happened? The Holy Spirit did this prophetic thing, and we just, I didn't know if it was right, but I thought you should stand up and blah, blah, blah. And here are at the last 10 seconds of the class, and we're back down to the uncertainty of the prophetic thing that we did. And Paul says, look. Let two or three prophets speak. Let the others pass judgment. Don't quench the spirit. Don't despise prophetic utterance. Examine things carefully. Hold fast to the good stuff. And, and that's how we operate in the mul- many things that the Holy Spirit does. That's how the prophetic thing works. But all of it works that way. Should I pray for somebody to be healed? Yeah, it seems good. Let's do it. You know, it's, that's, that's fine. That's good. As, as long as your heart just isn't arrogant and... You're trying to show off or fearful and you're shrinking back, but just, okay, I don't know. Let's do it. Let's see what happens. I mean, that's probably the most scriptural words that I know. Let's see what happens, right? So this week, see what happens. Go out and just see what happens. See what Holy Spirit does. See what adventures you are on. You know, just kind of walk circumspect and go, huh. And however he talks to you, just see what happens. And let's come back with stories. Hopefully at some point this class will be nothing but stories from everybody. And that's, that's all the class will be. And then we'll weave a little scripture in and it'll explode. Bless you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Have a great week.